Buckled? Yes. Do you have your masks? Yes. Okay. Let's go. One, two, three, four. Bumping up and down in my little red wagon. Bumping up and down in my little red wagon. Bumping up and down in my little red wagon. Won't you be my darling? One real soft what is this song about, Daddy? What? What is this song about, Daddy? Uh. Won't you be my darling? Freddy's gonna fix it with his Freddy's gonna fix it with his I guess it's a guy trying to get somebody to be his darling. <laughs> riding a red wagon. Yeah, I think he has, he's like, I have a red wagon, come and be my darling. <laughs> it's broken red wagon. I have other people to fix my red wagon, will you be my darling? One wheel's off and the axle's broken. One wheel's off and the axle's broken. I'm not sure that a, uh, a broken vehicle is uh, your phone is the best key to get a darling. Is it is exactly? I don't think it's uh, a good way. I don't think having a broken wagon is necessarily a good uh, technique for getting a darling. Otherwise, Bobby down the street with his yard full of broken cars would be having to beat away potential darlings with a stick or broken lampstand. 11.38 a.m. Hey, welcome to the show. I know it's been a while. What can I say? It's summer. Covid quarantine protest summer from hell. But, you know, it's uh, still summer. And, to be honest, I have of late, and wherefore I know not why, lost all my mirth. Well, I do uh, actually know why, and I think uh, everyone's probably in the same boat. I mean, you'd have to be insane not to get a bit down from time to time with everything that go on. You know, the Trumpian vanity, the lies, the mendacious ignorance... The mishandling of this pandemic that is just going to ensure that more people die. That we spend more time in quarantine and lockdown. Because the hospitals are going to be overwhelmed everywhere. So, you know, basically the GOP has just gone through the process of saying fuck the poor, the old and the sick. Capitalism is more important. We've just had the news that the kids aren't going back to school uh, until maybe the end of January now, which is a definite bummer. But, you know, I know we're going to be able to handle it better than uh, a lot of people. 
but it still feels like a kick in the nuts. You know, like a, a lot of people, it's really tough trying to get anything done when you're looking after the kids. Although, you know, it's not without its great moments. And I understand that it is absolutely the right decision to postpone school. I'm a mask wearer. We're mask wearers. We understand the science. And our county school system oversees 162,000 kids. Um, So when I see people online, you know, white, angry local people saying things like, but, 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 it's only 0.36 of children that will get it. And, you know, and they make arguments that make it sound ridiculous until you actually do the math. And uh, 0.036 of kids, if it is that low, would still be about 58 local kids dying and then spreading it out further, infecting family members and beyond. And the numbers are still in flux. It might end up being a lot more. And then what about the teachers? I mean, there'll be less teachers dying than kids because there's less teachers in the classrooms, but... It's a higher death rate for adults, and factoring age and gender differences in death, you know, it's going to be still around 10 to 20 teachers dead. So no, it's absolutely not worth it. We love our kids, and we don't pay our teachers enough in normal times. And no, I don't consider uh, the routine of active shooter drills normal by any means. So yeah. Keep the schools closed. Anyone who is arguing against it is uh, brainwashed by the capitalist extremists who are out to destroy humanity. Right, so there's all that. And then there's the protest situation. Police turning up to peaceful protests and making them riots everywhere. Sometimes literally hours after doing photo-op moments of them hugging protesters and pretending to be open Uh, to laying down their billy clubs and behaving like reasonable people and not Nazi stormtroopers. Then there is, you know, Trump's expanded ICE and border patrols acting like the Gestapo, just picking up random citizens off the street and putting them in unmarked vans against the wishes of mayors and governors in the states out west. And of course, there's been zero real actual resistance from the corporate democratic leadership, as usual. Just the same old symbolic hand-wringing from Pelosi et al. Sick the way that they pretend to be ignorant of the fact that they have been funding and rubber-stamped all the development of this fascist state every step of the way. Obama and Biden built the cages on our border. Fact. Look it up. I know I've lost a few friends on Facebook pointing out that little nugget alone. Because we can't criticise the Democratic Party at all, especially not to neoliberals. Um, And they've just invited the Republican John Cashitz to speak at the Democratic Convention. It's insane. The Democrats have essentially become a centre-right party that pretends it's a centre-left party because the GOP has gone full fascist. Crazy times. And indeed, it goes so heavily with my disposition that this goodly frame the earth seems to me a sterile promontory. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why I'm going all Hamlet on you. Um, Maybe it's my subconscious uh, trying to tell me it's time to kill the traitor king or something. But anyway, 
I'm trying my best, trying to be a good dad, trying to be present for the kids. As you just heard, trying to explain the world with uh, love and humour. In the car just there, we were taking a much-needed break from the Moana soundtrack. Don't get me wrong, I like singing murderous giant crabs and indigenous power ballads as much as the next man. Um, But as Roy Ayers famously said, a man can only take so much. So I grabbed an old CD from the glove box and uh, fired up some Raffi, an old family favourite. The classic Canadian uh, kids entertainer who was super popular in the 80s. I just looked him up, and he's still alive. He turned 72 last week. Happy birthday, Raffi. Jen grew up listening to him as a kid. So, you know, we've passed him on to the kids now. I think his Baby Beluga song is far superior to Baby Shark. Uh, That's a hill I'm going to die on. (laughs) So that's the life. We're trying to do our best with all the usual stresses and uh, the new ones of the time. You know, having to sit down and do the math. Montgomery County has 162,000 students with a COVID mortality rate in children of 0.036. How many of Sierra and Blazer's classmates will die? If Mrs. Doppelganger dies from COVID, contracted in her classroom, and infects her mother and brother who cannot afford health care, how many Molotov cocktails will you need to throw at Joe Biden before we get universal health care. Dark, dark shit. <laughs> the math problems of our times. But we all love our kids. Got to stay strong and do right for them, right? What's that famous Philip Larkin poem? Let's see, yeah. This be the verse. This be the verse. They fuck you up, your mum and dad. They may not mean to. But they do. They fill you with the faults they had and add some extra just for you. But they were fucked up in their turn by fools in old-style hats and coats who half the time were soppy stern and half at one another's throats. Man hands on misery to man. It deepens like a coastal shelf. Get out as early as you can. And don't have any kids yourself. (laughs) Oh, I don't think he had a very good childhood, poor Philip. I don't know if he lived through a uh, pandemic. I'll have to check that out. But actually, um, I don't blame Larkin's parents. He sounds like an insufferable little shit. He's lucky he wasn't put in an orphanage or pushed up a chimney. I prefer uh, the dearly departed anarchist poet... Adrian Mitchell's response to Larkin's poem about parenting. His response is called, This Be the Converse. This is it, yeah. They took you up, your mum and dad. They read you Peter Rabbit too. They give you all the treats they had and add some extra just for you. Man hands on happiness to man. It deepens like a coastal shelf. So love your parents all you can. And have some cheerful kids yourself. The podcaster I'm reviewing today is a dad, amongst many other things. Uh, but he made me laugh on Twitter the other day. He uh, he wrote something, the, the, the tweet that went like, uh, Life in 2020 has been a constant negotiation between 
my desire to be a mild-mannered Disney dad enjoying summer barbecues and building guillotines. I mean, yeah, Mr. Dixon, I hear you. So, yeah, COVID quarantine and, and the systematic collapse of society continues. But we're trying to be our best parents for the kids, explaining what is happening, but keeping them safe and happy, but also trying to keep them informed about life and the very real threats and dangers that we can face every day. Willoughby Wallaby we an elephant sat on me. Willoughby Wallaby woo, an elephant sat on you. Willoughby, I don't think it's wallaby, a good thing that an elephant elephants are sitting on people because they're really dangerous and really heavy. So if they were sitting on them, they might be dead. It is, yeah, yeah. Elephant keeping is one of the most dangerous professions oh. in the uh, world. Elephant crushing people should not be a jolly song for children, should it? I'm a little sad about Rafi. He's a monster, isn't he? He's a monster! Yeah, he just makes up these really rap, weird, weird songs. And they don't make any sense. Will Willoughby Wallaby. Wanny sat on Bonnie. Willoughby Wallaby Baron. An elephant sat on Karen. Ah. Yeah. I think that's something we can all get behind. Willoughby Wallaby Winnis. An elephant sat on Dennis. It's review. <laughs> Reviewing the Benjamin Dixon Show today. Mr. Dixon is an author and political journalist and rising progressive voice. He's a former preacher turned political pundit. And he's channeling a wonderful blend of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. We have seen enough. You have seen a video this week that should have shaken your consciousness. You have seen how the police behave in broad daylight. Yesterday, there was a video captured by the NPR affiliate in, um, in Buffalo, New York, of a 75-year-old man who was pushed down brutally pushed down by the police force there and he cracked his skull on the concrete you could hear his this is a white man a 75 year old white man the police pushed him down and he cracked his skull so loudly that you could hear it across the street echoing and he began to bleed from his ears and did the police help him no they kept marching on their death march to crush the protesters. We've seen enough. What is it going to take? We are at a level of saturation where every person in this country has seen the police barbarity on a level that you probably never imagined happening. But we in the black community have been trying to tell America for some time now that these police officers, these cops, 
cannot be trusted with this authority because they are abusive. We've seen enough. And if you haven't seen enough, then take into consideration the middle-aged white woman who was at a protest in Seattle and she was on a bicycle and you had about six or seven men, police officers, slam her to the ground. They dogpiled her. And one police officer kept trying to get his foot, her, his knee on her neck exactly like they did to George Floyd. And the reason I'm telling you their ages and I'm telling you their race is because you cannot believe for one second if they would do this to a middle aged white woman in the middle of the day while cameras are rolling that they aren't doing 10 times as much in the black community. We've seen enough. I've got video after video over the years. I've been saying it that you are not going to be able to have the police state fester in the black community and not have it burst open into everybody else's community. He had a really good month in February when he unhoofed uh, Michael Bloomberg's 2015 Aspen speech, where the Wall Street billionaire basically uh, defended stop and frisk and literally said that you should just Xerox the description of... Uh, a black minority male, 16 to 25, and hand it to the cops. I mean, it literally said that on tape without shame, actually outlining the very definition of racial profiling and how many people said that that's what stop and frisk that he used in New York City when he was mayor was basically all about. A way of focusing and targeting our bloated racist police and justice system on black people. Yeah, so I guess it's true, right? Some of those who work forces are the same that burn crosses, as uh, written in the Book of Rage, chapter 3, verse 12. And, you know, given the police's readiness to kill innocent black people, or stand by and protect colleagues who've been filmed killing innocent black men, or going out happily... Uh, to march over people like stormtroopers tear-gassing civilians of people protesting police murders of black people, I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone anymore in realising that actually it's a lot more than some of those who are working forces being the same who are burning crosses, as written in the Book of Rage, chapter 3, verse 12. So, um, some have credited Benjamin Dixon's finding and release of this Bloomberg audio as being key in ending Bloomberg's run for the Democratic nomination. And it was a very good and timely work. But, I, you know, I'm not sure. I think Bloomberg um, was a corporate Democrat plant who shouldn't have even been allowed to attempt to buy his way onto the ticket and was probably only allowed to do so in the first place because Biden uh, is such a bad candidate who they were scared wouldn't be able to beat Bernie in a fair fight, which, of course, he didn't. So the podcast, The Benjamin Dixon Show, is uh, pretty damn near daily on weekdays. And like many political commentary shows, it has him delivering a take on the day's events. And aren't we living in amazing times of which the day's events are pretty jaw-dropping incredible he's passionate eloquent and often painfully right to the point that you will be unable 
to listen to the infuriating neoliberal milk-toast murmurings of NPR without realising just how utterly complicit in our slow descent into an outright police state that the mainstream media is. Here he is again. This generation of leadership that that weaponizes the civil rights movement on behalf of this political power structure of which John Lewis is a part of. I, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Barack Obama is certainly a part of it. Jim Clyburn is a part of it. They all hearken back to the civil rights movement when in reality they are doing nothing. They are literally doing nothing in this present moment to change the material conditions of black people. Not only the material conditions, but the safety of black people because they're pandering now about we need to take a hard look. Let's take a hard look at how we do policing. My nigga, we've been looking hard at the police for a long time since they cracked Rodney King's skull. I mean, how long are you going to take a look at this? How long does it take? Because we've done studies. And every time we do studies, what ends up happening is you pour more resources into the police agencies. And now they have even more money to crack our skulls with. To have their own little secret uh, surveillance state. To have their own secret little operatives. This is a police state. This entire country is a police state. And we continuously pour millions and billions of dollars into police forces across this country. And it's being currently protected by the Negro shield of the likes of Jim Clyburn of South Carolina. So what do we end up having at the end of the day? We have a country that absolutely serves the economic best interests of the elite, period, end of conversation. And they don't want to spend a dime on the unwashed masses. It's too much to ask for us to have an expanded Medicare program and Medicaid program in the midst of a pandemic without us having Democratic Congress people concern troll us about the budget. No one has a problem as we write trillion. We create trillions of dollars. We're printing trillions of dollars and giving it to corporations and to markets to keep it solvent. Yet we are going to nickel and dime America over the only safety nets that we have. That is the game. And we play this game all the time. And you know who else is a part of this game? Joe Biden. Joe Biden has this is this is Joe Biden language. And so I need people to see clearly. I get it. I understand. I'm with you. We got to get rid of Donald Trump. But I need everyone to be perfectly sober about the fact that what's getting ready to replace Donald Trump is economically detrimental to the working class. So your options in America, your two party system options are either go with a full on fascist who's willing to bring down the a full military dictatorship. And hurt the working class or. People who will give you the nice illusion as if you have true democracy and you have some wokeness and you don't have as much racism or at least public racism and hurt the working class. Those are your options protected by black, white, every other color that you could think of. This is a bipartisan, multi-ethnic coalition of the ruling elite that want to ensure that we give every dime we possibly can to the rich, the corporations, to the military, but not a dime to the people. We, we, we cannot stop the protesting. We cannot. Whether it's protesting directly in the streets or whether it's raising our voices on social media, we have to let, or whether it's protesting through our vote, whatever form your protest comes in, we have to. To let the ruling elite of this country, of which both parties are full participants, 
Damn, the man is right. You know, our minds are sharpened by dialogue, and I think we need voices in our heads. Even if uh, you might not totally agree with what they're saying. And he's going to give you an explanation of our current world that you should be aware of. So you've watched all the videos of police murdering black men that have surfaced these past 10 years. And you've seen how the police get away with it over and over and over again. And witnessed how the media uh, functions to turn the murdered into criminals by smearing them, often before their families have been able to put them in the ground. But now it seems uh, there's been a sea change after George Floyd, and all of a sudden a lot more people are truly down with Black Lives Matter now. I think it's generally now understood that Black Lives Matter means Black Lives Matter too, and not the ridiculous only Black Lives Matter that it meant in the minds of most white people upon hearing the slogan for the first time. And maybe you even started to explain it to your most recalcitrant Republican family members. And maybe you're seeing how the very weird and pernicious automatic misunderstanding of the simple Black Lives Matter phrase highlights the very problem with how black people are judged in this country. And you've hopefully also, during this uh, quarantine and protest period, you've uh, watched some documentaries under lockdown. I mean, Netflix and Amazon came out with, uh, with their Black Lives Matter collections very prominently displayed on the opening screen, so I hope you've clicked on a few of those things. Um... The documentary The 13th on Netflix, or maybe uh, James Baldwin's I Am Not Your Negro on Prime, are a couple of good ones I can recommend. And beyond that, maybe you've even, uh, looking at the uh, New York Times best-selling non-fiction list, maybe you've even picked up a book or two. Maybe White Fragility, or How to Be an Anti-Racist, uh, both in the top ten. So... All these things are going on. So what's next? Because really we don't want to backslide, right? Because, you know, it's been a long time since Martin Luther King was murdered. It's been a long time of black oppression. There's been a lot happening constantly. A lot of suffering, a lot of deaths. Do you want to live in a Philip Larkin vision of the world? Or do you want to live in an Adrian Mitchell one? Do you want our kids to be handing on misery? Or can we make better choices? It's going to be hard. We, and by we, I mean white people, are going to have to use our privileged place in this society and get arrested. But you know, they're going to be bogus charges. They're going to be bogus charges that go against our First Amendment freedoms. But we can make a change. We can stop these capitalist extremists who are standing in the way of long overdue and necessary social change. We can try to tackle climate change. We can reform our criminal justice system. We can make America live up to the imaginary Disney ideals 
that you've had patriotically implanted in your head for the past 100 years. We can do that. And we don't want to backslide, right? We don't want to be lulled into perhaps thinking that just voting for Biden is going to put everything right. Or perhaps letting Kaepernick throw a football is going to suddenly transform America. Or pulling down a few statues is going to really make it. Or going along with Pelosi's weak clapbacks is somehow going to be enough. So what's next? I think we need to understand what's meant by defund the police. I think we really need to look at our next steps. And I think one of the ways you can do this in a simple and educate and self-developmental way is by listening to the Benjamin Dixon show and supporting his fine and vital work. The episodes are just about 30 minutes and you need to hear him out. He's uh, a vital voice of the moment. Join the progressive army and let's get informed so that we can help build a better world for all of us. The Benjamin Dixon Show gets five stars, two thumbs up. Let's see, let's give him some Sarah Koenig. Every joint in the skeleton of our criminal justice system is greased by racial discrimination. Words from the Book of Rage. Some of those that work forces we are not a monolith. We're not a monolith. What? We're not a monolith. Mm-hmm. We are not a monolith. Mm-hmm. And uh, Malcolm X. Malcolm X, of course, was the uh, the first and founding member of the X Men before Stanley stole it and uh, whitewashed it for the Marvel Comics propaganda operation. Malcolm's special abilities, of course, were uh, scaring the shit out of the police and revealing that liberals are fascist adjacent rather than actual enemies of fascism. I will never say that progress is being made. If you stick a knife in my back nine inches and pull it out six inches, there's no progress. You pull it all the way out, that's not progress. The progress is healing the wound that's below that the blow me and they haven't even begun to pull a knife out much less try and pull, uh, heal the wound you have have you have they won't even admit the knife is there shot Medgar Evers Tears ran down my spine And I cried when they shot Mr. Kennedy As though I'd lost a father of mine But Malcolm X got what was coming He got what he asked for this time So love me, love me, love me I'm a liberal Get it? I was run over by the truth one day, ever since the accident I've walked this way.
So stick my legs in plaster. Tell me lies about Vietnam. Heard the alarm clock screaming with pain. Couldn't find myself, so I went back to sleep again. So fill my ears with silver. Stick my legs in plaster. Tell me lies about Vietnam. Every time I shut my eyes, all I see is flames. Made a marble phone book, carved all the names. So coat my eyes with butter, fill my ears with silver, stick my legs in plaster, tell me lies about Vietnam. I smell something burning, hope it's just my brains. They're only dropping peppermints and daisy chains. So stuff my nose with garlic, coat my eyes with butter, fill my ears with silver, stick my legs in plaster, tell me lies about Vietnam. Where were you at the time of the crime? Down by the cenotaph, drinking slime. So chain my tongue with whiskey, stuff my nose with garlic, coat my eyes with butter, fill my ears with silver, stick my legs in plaster, tell me lies about Vietnam. You put your bombers in, you put your conscience out, you take the human being and you twist it all about. So scrub my skin with women, chain my tongue with whiskey, stuff my nose with garlic, fill my ears with silver, stick my legs in plaster, tell me lies about Vietnam. Yes, it's number one, it's Top of the Pops. It's just like we, we just keep losing. Just black people, period. We just keep losing. Every joint in the skeleton of our criminal justice system is greased by racial discrimination. With skillful manipulating of the press, they're able to make the victim look like the criminal, and the criminal look like the victim. We have seen enough. Chaos in Portland over the weekend as social justice protesters clashed with federal agents who were deployed there by the Trump administration. And now CNN has learned the president is also getting ready to send federal agents to Chicago. The U.S. attorney in Oregon now wants an investigation in Portland after videos surfaced showing unidentified camouflaged agents arresting protesters and putting them into unmarked cars. that you are not going to be able to have the police state fester in the black community and not have it burst open into everybody else's community. And this disturbing video shows the agents beating a Navy veteran with batons and then dousing him with pepper spray when he says that he was trying to engage them in a civil conversation. We've seen enough. Now that there's a generation of white people who are not just not racist, but they are actively anti-racist, you and your presence out there with us, putting your bodies on the line, challenging the system on our behalf, 
you have now been niggardized. But sure as my name is Ben Dixon, we've seen enough. Mr. Zuhorn Rolo, hit that long looming note and let it flow. That's a wrap. If you enjoy the show, please spread the word and leave me a review on iTunes. And if you really want to help, please click the link and buy me a coffee for a couple of bucks. The Jazz is provided by the amazing Mario Roms Interzone. I don't know who's providing your jazz, but I think you should switch to these cats. New album out soon. Check the link in the show notes and on the webpage. Andy's Podcaster Podcasting Podcast is sponsored by the American Shoe Council. Over 30,000 years of bipedal history. Shoes. How else are you going to protect your feet? Have a great week, everyone. Wear a mask. Please wear a mask. Stay safe. Hug your loved ones. Keep your chin up. We will get through this together. Bye 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 bye.